0: Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message.
1: I hope you are having a uh, great weekend. Anybody having a good weekend so far? Well, it's getting ready to get better, uh, just in the presence of God. I've I've been having a great weekend. I'm serious. Um, And uh, Friday night, we had our ministry teams conference, and heaven came down and filled the room. It was incredible. Uh, So, yeah, if you... We just... If you've sensed a little extra Jesus up in here, that's what that is. And uh, I know God's got something for you today. I want to greet our campuses, Red Bug Lake, Michigan Street Campus here at Ford. We usually across all the campuses. We put our hands together and just celebrate. We're one church with different locations. and Maybe you're joining on a screen somewhere else. Uh, lean into what God's doing today. Uh, it's going to be a, a great day. I'm going to have our, our ushers help real quick across all of our campuses. Speaking of our campuses, I just want to put this little card in your hand. You don't have to really stress about it until the end of service. And it's a little survey thing we're going to do. Just hold on to it, if you would, uh, until the end of the service. That will be great. Um, let me also, by way of announcement, say this, that tomorrow our um, our offices will be closed as just in honor of the life and legacy and impact of Martin Luther King Jr. and the impact he's had on our nation. So amen. I hope you're celebrating that uh, with us. And so our offices will be closed tomorrow and also just uh, I think a lot of you know this already but we are on day about 14 of our 21 days as we start the year with an emphasis on prayer and fasting and uh, if you have not uh, fasted with us um, you know of course God still loves you that's not <laughs> up to, up to there's no there's no open question about that here's what I would say though um, is that uh, maybe these last seven days, jump in with this, and and, and fast, and you'll, what what will happen is you'll, you'll sense your flesh side getting a little weaker, and your spirit side getting stronger, that's what, man, I'm I'm sensing that in my own life, and uh, so uh, a lot of people are doing maybe like a food fast, and just doing liquids, and then some people are doing uh, a Daniel fast, which is basically no meat, no bread, no sweets, uh, no enjoying anything, just kidding, you're allowed to enjoy stuff, uh, but yeah, mostly fruits and vegetables with that then. And so if you've never fasted before, uh, maybe try it for, uh, I don't know, three or four days this week. And just watch what God will do. Watch the sensitivity to his voice kind of increase. And so anyway, that's where we're at Uh uh, and we're, like I said, we're in the, in the final stretch, so come on and, and jump in with us. If you have a copy of God's Word, you can go to Luke chapter 16 and Malachi chapter 3. Luke 16, Malachi chapter 3. We started a, a, a collection of messages last week called Trustworthy, answering three questions in, this, uh, in, this, uh, in these messages. First question would be this, can God trust me? The second question would be this, can I trust God? Third question is this, can I trust myself? And uh, so we'll answer, last week we kind of answered that question of can God trust us? Talked about stewardship and that everything we have belongs to him. Let me read this series text, um, in this what we said, Luke chapter 16, verse 10 through 13. It says, whoever can be trusted with very little, can also be trusted with much and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with very much so if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth who will trust you with true riches and if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property who will give you property of your own no one can serve two masters either you will hate one and love the other or jesus said you'll be devoted to one and you'll despise the other But you cannot serve both God and money. Title of the message kind of within this this, uh, trustworthy series is this. Today, can I trust God? Let's pray real quick. Lord, speak to us. Move us. We place your word in the highest place of authority in our lives. In Jesus' name and everybody said, amen. Amen. Hey, in our first service today, I had a couple step up. And I just had them share their story of how God's been faithful in their life as, as we look into this thought of, of, of trusting God um, as, as, we, as we make tithe and offering to him. Check this out, my, my conversation uh, earlier this morning with Manny and Zenny Berrios. Check this out. I'm gonna ask for, uh, for Manny and Zenny Berrios to come and help me. Would you give them a hand as they come uh, to the stage today? Amen I love this couple so much come on guys how we doing good Good. good. have a seat yeah, know wherever um, so uh, I've been knowing this couple for a long time we'll get into kind of how uh, specifically besides just being here at the church together how long have you guys been going to of uh, faith
0: About 13 years
1: 13 wow. years so uh, you were back in the goldenrod days and then uh, made the move over uh, to this campus. Um, and then how, how long have you guys been married?
0: 29 years. Today, 20,
1: what, today is their anniversary. Oh. Come on. 29. And there, there's no better place to celebrate 29. an anniversary than, than right here. So happy anniversary. Thank you. Kid. Yeah. And you have, uh, have talked to me about your, your children.
0: Two, two, two kids. Yeah. And
1: Manuel okay and uh and uh right they their daughter uh Mer- Mer- as uh she uh started dating one of my sons in middle school yeah and uh so we were like I don't know about that Well not dating I mean they like they were liking each other obviously they weren't cruising the town or anything <laughs> but uh uh and then uh, last year they got married so they, they they stuck together all the way through so yeah So we're kind of like family uh, with with this crew, and man, we love you guys so much. Um, So, you know, we've been in this thing we're talking about last week, talking about stewardship, today talking about, you know, honoring God with with the first fruit and and the tithe and whatever. And so um, I I know you guys, you've had a journey, right? So like uh, at what point in your marriage did you guys start? let's say specifically in the tithing journey, like where, when did that start with you guys in your marriage? Well,
0: for me, it's always been instilled in my life through my parents um, ever since, you know, was before I started working. So um, it was always a thing that, you know, we just always gave to the Lord, you know, and they instilled that within us. Okay. And as soon as it started working, started doing that, you know, right away. So right from the beginning. Oh, It yeah. was there, yeah. And then, and you guys, uh, I've, I've had the... Uh,
1: Opportunity to sit at dinner, and we t- you know just to kind of tell our stories, and so I know you guys had some real lean times uh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know at different stretches talk to me about what, what that was like some of the, some of those Times when, and get God's
0: kind of <laughs> still providing miraculously, but man it was it was lean wasn't it things are, yeah It was uh, tough, you know We were a couple that were like maybe many you know living from paycheck to paycheck Um Back in uh, 2005, and we took out equity from the home to invest into a franchise. And um, then in 2008, we lost it all, you know. So ever since before that, it's been a struggle for us, you know, uh, financially, always trying to get back up on our feet, you know, almost losing our home once we lost a franchise. And just, you know, uh, and everybody was going through struggles back in that time, you know, in 2008. I started paying my mortgage with my credit card. I had, a you know, wonderful credit. And so I had a credit card with quite a bit of amount on it, you know, available. And, you know, just wanted to keep providing for the family and keep it having that, uh, you know, roof over our heads. And so next, thing you know, it just got me further into debt mm. and so forth. So, yeah, it wasn't easy. I yeah. got, you know. You, you had, yeah. if I remember, you had seasons where like, I mean, groceries were going to be, a question mark, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was times I, I took a photo of um, our bank account at one time, and um, between our checking, our savings, and my daughter's uh, college account, and my son's uh, savings account, we had a total not even five dollars together gosh. between us. Um, don't ask me how we made it. Uh, you know, we just kept serving the Lord and kept honoring Him, and um, I got you know just thank Him for all that. That that never wavered, you know? You know, uh, Our faith in God, we just kept trusting in Him. I got a list here of things that you know we ended up going through, but our roof was at one time just leaking, so that was uh, causing damage in our uh, garage, in my son's room. We have a video where we poked a hole in the roof and we have a bucket there where all the water just coming down. Both our bathrooms were falling apart. We had to put another curtain because when guests would come over, You know, that the tiles wouldn't keep falling and so forth. Um, Just one thing after another. It just seemed like things were piling up. Um, Cars were falling apart. The garage door broke. So many different things were happening. And I can recall uh, my wife asking me, you know, how are we going to get all this stuff fixed? You know, what are we going to do? And, you know, we got all these bills. And I was like, I have no clue. But I know that I know that I know that somehow it's going to resolve itself. Don't ask me how, but it's going to. Yeah. I just had faith somehow. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, to, you mm-hmm. stayed faith. You guys stayed faithful to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, during all of that, um, and then, uh, and then talk to me about, you know, when things start to shift as you as you stay faithful in God through through that season. Obviously, you, you, I'm sure you guys feel like you learned a lot and. Uh, you're, you're better people for having gone through it but then yeah. something started to click and god started to really bless you i think maybe beyond what you expected is that fair to
0: say oh yeah most definitely i mean like i say, i we we struggle so much i can recall one time just going to visit my daughter or my, not my daughter but my sister and could me and we're on the way there taking 417 and um next you know i get a notification back in the negative again and i started crying you know on the way there it's like man, I can't even go visit my sister without going through some type of struggle, you know, mm-hmm. financially. And then uh, 2020 came in COVID year, you know, um, we we struggled, I, I worked for rooms to go and so we were closed for uh, about three weeks. And um, so they asked us, hey, we're gonna open up the store again. Um, we need you to come back. And I was like, are you serious? You know, nobody's even going to the stores. We were twirling our thumbs, you know. Uh, before that, and I was like, uh, well, you know, you guys have been faithful to me, so I'm just gonna get ahead and go, and um, because most of the people, the other employees would stay home because they were getting money from the government, they could stay home and be with their families and yet be making probably more money than if they would, because it's commission only, so if you don't sell, you're not making money. So I went and I said, you know, we're gonna be faithful to you guys like you were to me, and first few days we just did nothing. And then after that, the floodgates opened. You know, God just started bringing people into the showroom. We were doing sales. It was unbelievable. I, I couldn't imagine it. And well, from I think April 24th to the end of the month, um, end of the year? No, the uh, uh, April oh. of the end of that year, I made more money in like nine days than I had, you know, previously in you know, more than a month. Oh, I guess yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> Praise God, yeah. yeah. And then after that, I had a couple of days off, so I went and had a heart attack. (laughs) And uh, I was trying to get back to work because uh, we were doing really well, and uh, I had a heart attack. I had um, 100% blockage in the uh, left artery, the Widowmaker. That's another story in itself. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I was able to get back to work quickly, and the rest of the year was just nothing but blessings. Yeah. You end up... I mean, setting records
1: and top sales of Thank the God. store and all, I mean, all yes. kinds of, let me brag on you, right? Like just started. And so, uh, and, and it's just been a, it's been, a, a, you
0: guys are walking in a blessed yeah. life. I mean, we were able to get all those things that we had that were lined up that were going wrong. Everything got fixed. We were able to get debt free. We had thousands of dollars in debt and we completely did. De- Praise free God. Now. Amen. You know? What? So what do you attribute the the turnaround and the
1: blessing and and where you guys were and where you guys are? If you just if you had to attribute
0: it to something, do it. huh? Well, well uh, first of all I would sit over here on this side and we would be singing that song, you know um, All the time uh, let's see if I can because it's past my mind like, even when I don't see it, you know way maker yeah, You yeah. know even when I don't see it you're working even when I don't feel it, you're working and God knows I was thinking that from the bottom of my heart. I don't see it, Lord. I don't feel it. But I'm still trusting in you. And uh, sure enough, he He supplied our needs according to his riches and glory. Amen. And then, you know, um, well, what can I? Oh, I, I think that basically that he knew my heart, you know, in our hearts, you know, that we would serve him whether we had money or we didn't. And I always told the Lord, Lord, you know, if, if money's gonna be a blessing, or if it's gonna come my way and it's gonna make me fall from you, I don't want it. You know, I I'd rather stay, you know, with nothing and be able to have God because that's everything. Yeah, you know, that we would be happy with that. You know, sometimes people get money and it changes them. You know, we've seen couples that they've been that, like they've that divorced. and then it's yeah, it's end up in divorce yeah. and stuff like that. So. And I just want to thank my wife for being there faithfully with me through all the tough times. Amen. Because money's a bad thing, you know, that, you know, if you don't have it, it's tough because it's hard, you know, because that causes a lot of, you know, friction with marriages. And then sometimes it could be the opposite. When you have it, then it's it's taken away. But we've been just thankful to God and that he's kept us together through it all. Amen. Uh I love these two. Can you give them a hand for being here and being willing to share their story? (laughs) Amen. Thank
1: you for... uh, uh, it, it's, it's just so encouraging because I know that some of us in the room, like we're at different places of their story, you know, like some of you are in the in the lean time and some of us are more walking in the blessing time, uh, but it's an encouragement to hear that God is faithful. You can trust God. Somebody say amen. amen. I read about uh, uh, um, a man, this is decades ago, uh, by the name of Charles Blondin, and he was a daredevil and what he would do is he would, he would set up tightropes uh, in Europe and in Paris over these high places, and he would walk across the tightrope, and everybody would gather and ooh and ah, and then he would blindfold himself, and then he would walk across blindfolded, and then he'd walk across uh, the tightrope with a wheelbarrow, and he would, he would, he would do that on, on the tightrope. And, uh, and so there was a promoter in the United States that, that read about this daredevil and ended up wiring him a message. And he said, I don't know if you can do this. I really don't believe that you probably could. But I'd love to set up an event where you walk across uh, Niagara Falls, uh, the, the the two sides of that, and we'll set up your, your tightrope so if you could come over and we'll sell tickets and people will come watch. <clears throat> and so Charles Blondin agreed, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. And so he makes his way to the United States and uh, uh, sets up for this event. The day comes, the promoters put it all together, just people everywhere, and the tightrope gets stretched from one side to the other, from the Canada side to the United States side. Uh, Charles Blondin starts on the Canadian side and uh, he puts the blindfold on before he even starts and he walks across that tightrope blindfolded to the side uh, that is the United States side of of Niagara. And uh, as he gets to that side, the promoter's there, everybody's cheering, everybody's going crazy Uh, and then uh, he looks at the promoter and he says, well now, now do you believe I can do it? And the promoter said, well, I mean, I just watched you do it. So yes, I believe you can do it. And he goes, no, I'm saying, do you really believe that I can do this? And he said, well, yes, I believe you can do it. Charles Blondin looked at him again and said, no, no, no. I'm saying, do you really trust and believe that I can do it and make it across this tightrope? And then the promoter said, well, yes, I do. I trust you. I believe it. I, of course. So then Charles Blondin looked at the promoter and he said, well, then please get into the wheelbarrow. See, it's a, it's a different, it's a different thing to like say I trust. And I know that in any of these rooms where you're, you're in this service right now, I know that we can say, do you, do you, can we trust God? And everybody goes, yes, we can trust God. But do, you, do we really trust God? That's what I want us to look at today as, as we talk a little bit about what's going on uh, in, our, in our resource if you have a, uh, if you're in Malachi, that was the other passage we we're going to read today. Malachi chapter three. I'm going to use a lot of scripture, but uh, this will be our, our our main text. Malachi three. We're going to read verse six uh, and verse eight through twelve. And I want you to watch for God as He declares to you that you can trust Him. Okay. Here, here's what it says. First of all, verse six says, "I, the Lord, do not change." It's important to set that as the foundation of the, the following verses. We're getting ready to read. God says, by the way, I don't change. Verse eight, though, he says, will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? The Lord says, in tithes and offerings, you're under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Then the Lord says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Here it is. Test me in this. Try me in this, says the Lord Almighty. See if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I'll prevent the pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will never drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all nations will call you blessed if for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Now, Jesus said something in Matthew chapter six uh, and it kind of sets up the reason why we would even talk about, that we, would even, that we would even dare talk about money, okay? The reason why we would dare talk about money is because our spiritual life and how we handle our resource is scripturally and forever tied together, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, "For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." This is a heart issue. How I deal with resource, and some may may there would be maybe some churches that are kind of on a don't ask, don't tell uh, situation, where like we won't talk about it, and you don't talk about it, and we'll just all pretend like everything's okay. The problem with that though is that there is so much in Scripture about how we handle what God has given to us, how we steward it, how we return back to God, what belongs to him. There's so much. Did you know there's more than 500 verses in the Bible about prayer? Almost 500 verses in the Bible about faith. But there are over 2,000 verses in the Bible that are dealing with a person and their resource. So you wouldn't want a pastor that's gonna leave out 2,000 verses of scripture just because we're afraid to talk about. So everybody, again, we did this last week. Take a big, deep breath. No, this is good news today. I, I'll, just, I'll tell you this right here before we even jump in. I don't want anything. This is not about getting something from you. This is about getting something for you. And the church could say amen to that. Yeah, you're going to see the promise of God just kick into your life. Jesus said something else that's, that's interesting in Matthew 4. He said, it's written, he said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus said, don't put the Lord your God to the test. We go, well, did Jesus know about Malachi three? Yes, he did. He was basically saying this, there are no areas where you can do this except if God said, test me in this. Do you know there's one area that God said, try me? You know how people will say that sometimes, like, say I won't, God said it. God, in this one area, God said, say I won't. Say I won't. When you honor me with the first, say I won't protect you. Say I won't provide for you. That's, that's the promise that we see coming out of this passage of Scripture that we want to test God in this area to see if he won't bring provision, because he will. Provision. God is a God of provision. We, we read in verse 10 in Malachi 3. He said, see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven Look what he says, pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I like what another version of the Bible says, pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Anybody want to live in that world? Just, I don't even know what need is. No, because God is providing for me. God is blessing me. And so that's what he says happens with this agreement with this, if I can handle the tithe properly. Now, the tithe is a math word, it means 10%. But the tithe is not any 10%. The tithe is the first 10%. It is a principle of first. It is a way to put God first in my life. How do I know God is finally first in my whole life? A lot of times finance is the last part of your life to get saved and get redeemed and whatever. So when I tithe, I'm taking everything that comes in and the first thing I do, this principle of first, it's not just any tenth, it's the first tenth. And what that happens when I do that is now I give God the first 10%, it allows my faith to grow. Just real quick, God did not invent tithing so that the church could grow. God invented tithing so that your faith could grow. And so when I honor God with the first fruit, which is, which is what, what happens, um, I, I see God's provision kick into my life. Proverbs chapter 3 says it this way. Some people uh, will go, is that, a, is that an Old Testament law? Yeah, but this principle is first this found throughout all of Scripture. Proverbs chapter 3, it's not a part of the law, but it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions, with the first fruits of all your increase. What will happen? Provision. Your barns will be filled with plenty. Romans chapter 11 For if the first fruit is holy, the whole lump is holy also. And so as we honor God with this, this tie that belongs to him, everything belongs to him. We talked about that last week. But this 10% is consecrated and it's holy and it belongs to him in a special way. We're just holders of it and we return it to him and it unlocks provision in our life. Now, here's the thing. Um, the enemy would love to get us off this path of obedience and seeing God provide. I read about a, a stretch of highway in Bolivia. It's about 60 kilometers long, and I, I believe it connects their capital city to one of their other cities. And in English, it's called Old Youngest Road. Uh, people have nicknamed it the Death Road. It's thought to be the most dangerous road in the world. Um, over 200 accidents usually every year, about 100 deaths on this road. Every year they called a highway. You'll see it's barely a highway, right? Um, Many places, the the road is no wider than just a car, a single car, that's about how wide it is, and it will be these plummeting drop-offs on the the sides of these roads. Very few times will there be any guardrails. Uh, I I saw people driving on, I was like, no thank you at all. Like, in the way some of you drive, you should not even consider it. You shouldn't even think about going and checking it out. Uh, I've seen some of you drive, um, but I read that there's one spot, at least one spot, where the drop-off is sheer drop-off on one side and on the other side as well, a sheer drop-off on the other side. And it's just you're in this, in this small road with just, I mean, just nothing on both sides. And I think that's a good picture of our walk of faith and obedience in this area of, of, of resource. Now here's the thing, the enemy wants The enemy of your soul wants you to fall off on either the one side or the other. Here are the two sides. He doesn't care which one, but he wants you to fall off the road one side or the other. Here's the two sides. On one side, it is a a, a poverty mentality. It is a poverty gospel. On the other side, it is prosperity. And an overemphasis on prosperity. And the enemy would love for you to fall in either one of those. See, on the, on the poverty side, there are some that think to be a Christian, you have to have nothing. There are some that look at what Jesus said to the rich young ruler. And he looks at the rich young ruler and he says, go sell everything you have and then come follow me. And then we go, see, Jesus doesn't want us to have anything. Well, I think if that was the case, Jesus would have said that to more people than just that one rich young ruler. As a matter of fact, there were other followers of Jesus that had quite a bit of resource and quite a bit of money. Uh, Nicodemus and and Joseph and uh, even Zacchaeus. And he didn't look at them and say, hey, you got to sell everything. So this idea that as Christians we have to have nothing, we have to be ashamed if we have anything, that is a wrong mindset. The enemy would love for you to fall off into that mindset. Remember, Jesus did not say, blessed are the poor. Jesus said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about our attitude. He's talking about our, our mindset as we approach him saying, God, I am, I am just nothing without you. And so the enemy would love for us to fall into this trap of thinking, well, I'm just I'm, I'm in poverty. I've been poor for, for uh, generations in my family, and nothing will ever change. That's why I can't afford to, to tithe. I can't afford to give. I can't afford to be a part of moving the kingdom forward. Boy, the enemy loves for us to be caught there. But the other side, the other drop-off is prosperity. The enemy would love for us to get over there too. And let me just, I'll admit it right now. There have been abuses in this teaching on prosperity. Prosperity. And there have been people who have taught this in an, uh, in, in an extra, overly extravagant way. And uh, I'm, I, I can't let those abuses keep me from just sharing the truth of God's word. That's why some people are scared to share because people have shared it so out of balance. And so the idea of, 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 of an out of balance prosperity mindset would be this. It's, it's when we start to think that the good things that God gives us, it takes it to a new level. And we make the good things God gives us the ultimate thing. It it makes us think that materialism, see, materialism attaches our net worth to our self worth. And we start to go, I'm nothing if I don't have everything. And God wants to just, you know, claim this car and claim this thing and claim this thing. Uh, Listen, does God reward givers? Yeah, you can say yes to that. We're we're so scared in here right now, I can just feel the tension. Oh my goodness. I love you, it's all good. Does God reward faithfulness in giving? Yes, he does. Is that our motivation to give? No. We don't give to get. What's our mentality? We get. To give. That's how that works. This this idea of God provide. Here's the thing: when I read the, the scripture, when I read the gospel, I don't necessarily read a poverty gospel, and I don't necessarily read a prosperity gospel. I read a provision gospel. I see a God who says, I'm going to take care of you. You can you can let the fear of giving go because I'm going to provide. If you honor me in this area, God says, I'm a God who provides. Luke 6 says it this way. Give, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Second Corinthians 9, whoever sows sparingly is going to reap sparingly, but if I sow generously, I'll reap generously. Again, this is not our motivation for giving. It just frees us from the fear of giving. God is still a God. Remember, he said, I don't change. He says, say I won't provide. See if I won't test me in this. Not only when he says, see, I won't provide, he says, see, I won't protect you. Look at what he says in verse 11. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your field will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Put that into your context of your life. God's saying what you do have, I'm gonna make it last. I'm gonna make sure that the enemy doesn't come in and steal and kill from you and destroy you. Now compare that promise in Malachi chapter three with Haggai chapter one, when God is talking to people who have not set the priority of the house of God in their life, when it comes to their resource. Look at what he says. He says, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies say. Look at what's happening to you. You have planted much and you harvest little. You eat, but you're not satisfied. You drink, but you're still thirsty. You put on clothes. But you can't keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in the pockets filled with holes. So you're like, I didn't know I was in the Bible like that. Yeah, you are. I mean, that's where some. Of, but that's where some of us are. Remember, he said. He said, "Will a man rob God? What are we robbing him of when we withhold the tithe that belongs to him, or we're not returning?" So. What, what are we robbing him of? Are we robbing him of the, the literal tie that belongs to the house to feel the vision mission of the, of the storehouse? Yes, But maybe equally important, you know what we're robbing him of? We're robbing him of the opportunity to protect us. Because this is the covenant. He says, if you'll honor me in this, if, if, I'll be, if I could be first in your life, I'll provide for you. I'll protect you. I'll, I'll rebuke the devourer. And we, Most of the time we think of the devourer being like the enemy coming from without, but sometimes the devourer is within. Sometimes it's idolatry, selfishness, greed that keeps us from honoring God in these areas. You go, idolatry? That's what you're talking about. Like, this isn't idolatry. No, do, you, do you, we, we read it a moment ago. I mean, it's one of the heaviest things Jesus He said a lot about money. This is one of the heaviest things he said about it. He said, No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one, love the other, devoted to one, despise the other. You can't serve both God and money. Money can become an idol. You go, oh, I don't, I don't serve, I don't worship money. But we 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 struggle with that. We do. Think about it. If, if I didn't worship it, it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be so hard to let it leave my life. So it can be, but when I when I tithe, it breaks this idolatry off my life. It'll break the greed off my life. Greed, I like what First Timothy chapter 6 says, and it's one of the most misquoted passages of scripture because people say that money is the root of all evil. But look at what it says: for the love of money is the root of all evil of all kinds of evil. But if I can honor God in this area and return to him the first 10%, it helps break this idolatry and this greed and this selfishness off my life. That's part of the devourer being rebuked is it's being rebuked inside of even my own heart. So how, how do I sign up for this, this protection? How do I sign up for this provision? I, I do it. By bringing the whole tithe into the storehouse. Some of us go, I, I, yeah, but I, I read one time that that was an Old Testament principle. It's the law and we don't. And so I just, you know, and if anybody questioned any more than that, you'd like, well, I don't know any more than that. I just know I saw a video and I liked that, that I didn't have to tithe. Like, but you know that grace giving, I mean, grace always does more than the law. So the tithe is really the beginning of your uh, giving journey anyway. And Jesus even said that you should tithe. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, Jesus said, Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, to you hypocrites! You give a tenth. He's saying that you, you, you tithed a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but now you've neglected important matters of law, justice, mercy, faithfulness. And he says, You should have practiced the latter. What's he saying? You should practice justice, mercy, faithfulness. You should do those things. But he says, without neglecting the former. What's the former? Tithe. He's saying it takes it all. my, My tithe can never take the place of me being a righteous person and being just and merciful towards people. Yes, I should do that. But he says you should do that and tithe. That's the words of Jesus. So if I could, could I just stand in God's place for a moment? And can I ask you on behalf of God? Allow me to be his voice in your life for a moment. Do you trust me? Let me, hold on, let me ask it this way. This would be better. Let me speak for God now. I'll be there in just a second. And no, I'm saying, do you, do you really trust me? Do you really believe that I will take care of you? Do you really believe that I'll allow you to do more with the 90% than you're doing with the 100%? Do you, see, it's easy to say, yes, we trust God. But I know, I know that there are many that today you just need to get into the wheelbarrow. Like once and for all, you just need to, you just need to trust him. And I'm not saying it to get anything from you. We're doing fine. Um, listen, we're, we're, there's there's no, ur- there's no urgent need. There's no, the things we can't pay, the, bills and no we're we're blessed like the church is being able to do all kinds of ministry um we take good care of what comes in we we have auditors come in like trust me we're, we're taking care of it and we're, we're doing great ministry this is not a message of like oh no what are we going to do this is a message of i i just want you to walk in the provision and the protection of god god knows my heart literally i prayed hold on literally Thank you. Literally, I prayed. I said, God, let my heart be right. And I, because I think sometimes pastors, I think greed can kind of seep into them, even greed for the church. And man, that there's just nothing, there's nothing in me, like from the bottom of my heart. I just want it for you. I want that. I want you to walk and experience and see your faith grow as you see God protect and provide in your life
0: i hope you enjoyed listening to the faith assembly podcast thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to christ stay tuned for more messages released every week god bless